Happy New Year, QP Nation. It's your boy, Vince, on the air again. QP Sports Exchange, B-Ball Monday, let's go. All right, so we're going to talk about um, what's on the pod today. One, we're going to talk about some news and notes that caught my eye. Obviously, Curry62 will be on there. Um, we're going to have a a little story about Team Bagley and Marvin Bagley's uh, pursuit of maybe getting out of Sacramento. And we'll have some advice for Team Bagley as well. We will have our rookie watch, which was so popular with everybody out there last week. We're definitely doing it this week. Um, I actually have a formula um, that I have been working on. I'll give you like the place that I've kind of got these numbers and everything like that. Um, and then we have a story on the Detroit Pistons and I can't wait to bring this to you. Detroit basketball, where y'all at? We're going to really, uh, dive in deep on the Pistons and what they've done and what they're doing now. So we have one piece of news to report. QB Nation, we are by a place called Player FM. We are the 16th ranked best recruiting podcast for 2020. So first of all, this is just all glory to God. Just I'm I'm so humbled and so grateful for this. Um, but it's really not me. It's the listeners. Guys, you and girls, guys, you come through in a real, real major way. Um, it has been just a pleasure to do this. And I actually came across this situation uh, last night as I was doing prep for the show. And I saw, you know, the title, QQ Sports Exchange up there. I said, okay, let me check this out. And it said, best recruiting podcast for 2020. And I'm like, okay. And I'm seeing names that I know. You know, I'm seeing names like Doug Gottlieb Show. Shout out to you, Doug. I love your work. Bruins Online Report was like up there. Notre Dame, the Golden Domers, you guys were up there. But who checked in at number 16? Yes, QP Nation, rise up. You guys are number 16. I'm excited for the whole community, the whole QP Nation community. I want to say shouts out to um, Coach T, contributor, loyal to the podcast. This is for you, bro. Um, I want to I want to shout out my wife who is literally um she's so great she's so great to me and I want to shout out my wife Belinda I'm gonna shout out my mama we call her the four foot eleven white lady but that's my mama I'm gonna shout her out and uh you know this family has kind of gone through some things in the last uh six weeks and you know, I always talk about the trust tree. Um, we have a family member that's going through it with some um, um, mental illness. Um, 
anybody who's struggling out there with mental illness, it's no joke. Um, it's debilitating. It can be debilitating to the family if you let it. Thank God that um, we are strong in faith and we just lean on God in these in these matters. But uh, one of the things about this podcast, it allows me some creativity and it, it gives me something that's like a duty because I feel like, especially when you see something that you're ranked 16th overall as far as the best recruiting podcast I mean it just gives me joy to do this so I hope that this has brought you joy um I wanted to share this accolade with you QP Nation because it is because of you you guys are the driving force you guys are the ones that are going to bring us to even higher heights this year in 2021 we're going to give it to you consistently we're going to give it to you funky and this uh, podcast is dedicated to um, my family member who's struggling right now. Um, and uh, we just we just pray for her to come home. And uh, yeah, that's what we're doing right now. So without further ado, let's get into the pod. Guys, it's that time of the pod where we talk about the news and notes, things that kind of grabbed me um, this week. And first and foremost, man, shout out to Steph Curry. 62 points last night dropped on the Portland Trail Blazers. Are you kidding me? Obviously, it's his career high. You know, obviously, the dude is still the baby face, the Bay Area baby face assassin. I mean, I know the baby face assassin, but I like the Bay Area baby face assassin. Shouts out to uh, Oaktown. And oh, shout out to Coach T's wife. She's from Oakland. She's from that Bay Area. She know that vibe. She know how y'all get down, how y'all get hyphy up there. He, She know all about that. Shout out to Coach T's wife. But yeah, Steph Curry did his thing last night, 62 points. It was vintage Curry. He was super aggressive. I mean, he was hyper aggressive from the start. He was just like, no, I'm not going to be denied. You can't stop me. And when that dude has that mindset, it's all over for everyone because he's super consistent. I mean, his he's not going to shoot you know, 30 jumpers where he's going to shoot like 13, you know, 12 or 30. No, he is super efficient. He's going to be around, you know, the 50% mark in his field goal shooting. He's going to be definitely around, you know, 40 for three-point land. You know, everybody was worried about his shot selection and his percentage and how he couldn't do it with without Clay Thompson. Oh, no, he put all that to rest last night. Don't you worry about Steph, because Steph is still the dude, okay? 
If you had any concerns about Steph, you can put those concerns to bed. Because that dude got in his bag last night. And he reminded us who and what he is. That dude is a trained assassin. And he will literally rip the heart out of a team if you let him. That dude is super sick. And kudos to him. Shots out to you, Steph Curry, for your big, big night. And doing a super big QP Sports Exchange is giving kudos to you, sir. And we just love it. We love when Steph just goes off. We love when all the, you know, the top guys go off. You know, especially when, you know, the rumors and the and the whispers start getting out there. I saw reports like a couple weeks ago that this might be the time to trade Steph Curry. And all of this. And I'm going like, really? We, we, we're we trading the guy that helped that team get three titles. We're, we're trading this dude. Really? That's what we're doing? All right. So, he dropped 62. Now, on the opposite end, it was uh, crazy. Because as we went off the air last week, John Morant sprained his ankle, and he's going to be out for about four weeks. That's what they're saying. So the second-year guard playing for Memphis is going to be out for four weeks. It's hard to see, you know, especially he's such a talent. He's so dynamic. I love him, you know, in the open court, and I just love that his tenacity in the game. So prayers up to John Morant. Speedy recovery, my brother. Get yourself back on the court. And do what you do, is which is entertaining the entire fandom of the association and the people who support this podcast, which is B-Ball Mondays on QP Sports Exchange. So shout out to you, John Morant. Prayers up to you, my brother. And we'll see you soon. Man, it's just bad news right now, right? Um, the other piece of news that I want to get into before we get into the to the real big part of the uh, program today is this, is that unfortunately UCLA's guard forward senior Chris Smith also is out for the year. He has a torn Achilles. Um, here's the thing. Chris Smith has been one of those guys that you just look at and the talent is just, you see it. He's six eight six nine. He can handle the basketball. He shoots decently from the outside. He can get inside. He has, he could get inside with himself. You know, he's good off the bounce. Um, and really, he's a leader of that UCLA Bruin basketball team. So, man, it was hard to see him go down. And as everybody knows, I am a UCLA Bruin fan. So, for Chris, I've seen his whole career. Um, prayers up to you, man. I hope speedy recovery. I hope you come back even better than you were when you left. And, you know, the UCLA Bruins have lost really a serious glue guy. So, Jules Bernard, it's time for you to step up. Okay? Jaime Hawkes Jr., Triple J, 3J. It's time for you to step up. You got to give us more. And the two bigs, <clears throat> Cody Riley, Jalen Smith, they got to get consistent, and they have to combine for about 22 points 
and like eight and 18 rebounds a game. That's how they're going to do it. That's how UCLA is going to overcome. It's going to be defense and coming together as a team to make up for the loss of their fallen brother, Chris Smith. So prayers up to Chris. We hope him a absolute speedy recovery, which brings us to the next question. Does he go pro because he is a senior or does he come back for one more year? I throw the question out there to you guys. QP Nation, shout me out. <clears throat> Look me up on Twitter and Instagram and give me your thoughts on Chris Smith. The Twitter is at QP Sports and at the Instagram is at QP Sports Exchange. So those are the two places where you can find me. Also, Keep in mind, we're about to go real heavy into questionpointpodnetwork.com. There should be some stories coming out later on in the week. Please drop by questionpointpodnetwork.com for new information, usually information that is on there from QP Sports Exchange will be not necessarily things that we talked about on the pod. It's just another place where I can give you something And we don't have to have like two and a half hour pods unless it's one of those real dope episodes that we split into two. So keep a lookout later on this week in that situation. Now, the last piece of news is that the G League is going to do the Disney bubble. Yes, the G League starts February 8th. The teams can... uh, Start going down there January 19th. And they're going to play about 15 games. And then they're going to have a playoff system um, in March. And they're going to get after it. So there's going to be 12 teams. And one of those teams is that is that G League elite rookie team. Which is all the kids that are draft eligible next year. The Kai Sotos of the world. The Dyshawn Knicks of the world. Um, what is it, uh, Jalen Greens of the world. So they, they got a lot of dudes down there and we can't wait to watch them get after it, man. It's going to be super sick. I know Coach T is super excited about that. Unfortunately, Coach T, you will not be able to go down to Greensboro and see the swarm because they're all going to be at Disney, but we're going to have G League basketball, and we're going to see how these college recruits who didn't take the opportunity to play, like, 30 games, right? They're going to get, what, about total, maybe something like 25 total, something like that. Okay, so keep that in mind. So these guys who are, you know, you know draft eligible next year are going to go into this bubble play a season, you know, like I said, 12 to 15 games, somewhere in there, and then go to a playoff if you make it, and then be done. So these other kids will be playing through now. They've been playing now since early November, The you know, the college kids, and then you have the situation of, you know, they're going to have March Madness. And by the way, March Madness is going to have their own bubble. It's going to be the state 
of Indiana. So more details to come on that situation as it progresses as we get closer to the madness. But the NCAA is going to have their bubble and the G League is definitely going to have their bubble. So we talk about everybody in the association. And today, one of our stories comes from the state capital of California, which is Sacramento. So if everybody is not familiar with this, Sacramento Kings have a little situation going on in their midst. Uh, Marvin Bagley III's dad has decided that uh, he's going to take to social media and talk about his displeasure of his son's limited time on the floor and also in crunch time situations. Why is the second overall pick of the 2018 draft not on the floor? So the good thing about this is, is that Luke Walton who was the coach for Lonzo Ball, you know, had to deal with LeVar Ball. So this is not his first rodeo into this situation. I want to give credit where credit is due. There's an article on Bleacher Report by uh, Paul Kasabian. He's detailing, I'm going to take some uh, um, his quotes and, and, and whatever the case may be from there. Team Bagley, that's what they're calling themselves. Says the other day, hey, we want to trade. We're, we're done here in Sacramento. Our time has expired, basically. And, you know, here's the thing. The problem is, is that for the first couple years of Marvin Bagley III's uh, journey into the NBA has been marred by in- injury. Okay? So, he, you really haven't got the full effect of what Marvin Bagley can be. And the Sacramento Kings are still trying to figure out. If he if he's part of the the new foundation, you know, with Tyrese Halliburton, that kid is getting it. He is getting it in Sacramento. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But getting back to Bagley, you can't ask your team to trade you when they don't even know who you are yet. We don't know if you are a consistent 20 and 12 guy. We don't know. We don't know if you're just going to be dominating on the defense or on the defensive glass for years to come. We don't know. We don't know if you've been in the lab and your three-point shot is a lot better. We don't know. You know, the, the sample size is this. Okay, he's played in all the games so far. He's averaging 20, 25 minutes a game. He's averaging 11 points, or actually 11.8 points. He's averaging 8 rebounds. That's pretty sound for 25 minutes. But he's shooting 35, 37.5%. Okay, so <clears throat> that's no indictment on him. We, we don't know. We just don't have enough information to make the choices that he wants to make. And here's the other thing. Why would Sacramento 
trade him on his value to them and they used a second overall pick, why would they trade him when his value is the lowest? Knowing that Sacramento is not the destination of high-profile free agents. This is a team like Denver. This is a team like Milwaukee. This is a team like Oklahoma City. You got to build it. You know, maybe acquire a piece in a trade. I mean, you remember the, the, the real sick Sacramento King days, okay? And if you don't, who cares? If you're young, go YouTube. And this is our YouTube clip of the day. Sponsored by YouTube and YouTube TV because your boy has them. Go to YouTube and put in like Chris Weber's Sacramento Kings or Mike Bibby's Sacramento Kings. Just that era. I mean, it was beautiful basketball. They were challenging the Lakers at every turn. And that's the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Okay? That's the the real dominant group. So Sacramento was that team that was just super good, but there was just a team just that much better than them. So here's a team that is trying to find its identity in the Sacramento Kings, made some changes in the front office this past offseason. I thought they had a really good draft. I thought the kid... From Iowa State, Halliburton was a great pick. Um, but for Bagley and his dad, Team team Bagley, I mean, I don't see how you can sit there and talk about a trade. So, here's the thing. Last year, he only played in 13 games. Okay? The year before that was his rookie year. It was 14 Almost 15 points a game. He shot 50% from the field and averaged 7.6 rebounds a game. So, I mean, obviously the talent's there. So, okay. There's a lot going on here. And here at QP Sports Exchange, we're nothing but positive about things. So, I, I got some information. I said, you know what? These two entities need some relationship advice. So I went to the person that I thought was at the top of his field when it comes to relationships. So what I'm going to do for you is bring in the guy who I think can help Team Bagley and the Kings organization in a major way. So I sought out the, the wisdom from that old sage, Aaron Rodgers. And this is what Aaron told me, okay? So this is what Aaron gave to me to give to Sacramento and Team Bagley. I have letters here just for everybody out there in Packerland and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. Yo. Just chill. Aaron's telling you to chill. Sacramento, just keep on doing what you're doing. Marvin Bagley III, listen, if you that dude, if you're the dude that was the second overall pick, 
in the draft a couple years ago, go out there and make it happen, bro. You know, let your gang do your talking for you. You know, I understand dad's upset. Team Bagley is feeling it right now. But like the sage Aaron Rodgers said, R-E-L-A-X. Let's just hit the pause button real quick before we're talking about demanding trades. And here is the list of teams that my son will go to. Let's let's kind of back that let's back off of that a little bit and understand that let's get the kid to go through a whole season not injured, you know, able to play, able to see what he's able to do in the league. Let's get to that point and then you know what? Here's the thing. Once we get to the what is it, the fourth and fifth year option, then you can go ahead and make your trade demands. You know, if he's about that life. If he's in his bag that much. If he spent so much time in the lab that the three is a viable part of his game. These are all things that a lot of teams are trying to figure out right now. And without a training camp, really, per se. I think there's a lot of teams out there that just need to relax. But Sacramento and Team Bagley. From Aaron Rodgers and from myself, just a little woo-saw. Just chill out. Everybody just hang back. We'll get this figured out sooner sooner rather than later. Marvin Bagley III, just get in your bag and put up this year that you know you can. Be that double-double guy. Be that guy that causes havoc on the defensive end. And hope, hopefully, you were in the lab. And that shot looks a lot better from three. All right, so we're getting into our rookie report. I just wanted to give you guys some clarification on what I'm using you know, I'm obviously looking at games. I'm obviously looking at feel. But sometimes you can't get to all the games. And, you know, you just try to get highlights. And, and you try to see not just the, um, you know, not just the good things that the rookies are doing. But just some things that you can pick out of their game and kind of go like, oh, okay. That looks good. That looks like that could be a skill that he can repeat. A repeatable skill. Your rookie watch is... Brought to you by Blue Microphones. So, Blue Microphones, first of all, are great. Not just because of the fact they're awesome and my favorite color is blue. But they make you sound extra crispy on the microphone. And you know I try to keep it super sexy when I do this. And Blue helps me with that. They keep me sounding good. The great thing also is that they're easy to set up. They have multiple functions when it comes to recording your podcast, right? So if you're doing it solo, they got a little spot for that. If you're doing it with a partner and they're sitting off to the side and you want to use one microphone, they got you on that as well. 
Okay, so your podcast is going to be super sick with blue microphones. Listen, take it from me, QP Nation. Take it from me, Vince. This microphone is super dope. I love it. It didn't cost me a fortune. Plug and play, and I'm able to bring nothing but heat on this rookie report for you. So we are about to get into it. So I use this site called hashtag basketball.com. It's a cool site. You can plug in certain stats and different aspects or nuances to the game. And it gives you like a formula and it tells you how to how they're rating the rookies with the formula that you chose. So you can take things out. You can put things in. So I did what I thought to me was super important. Uh, what I look for in a player. And it was really interesting to me. They have a value system. Now, if you're plus and the number, that means you're bringing a positive value to your basketball team as a rookie. Okay? Um, If you have a negative number, it just means the same thing. It means that you're bringing bringing less uh, effectiveness to your team's ability to win. This is not win over replacement, so war fans, don't at me. Who cares that think analytics are stupid? Listen, this is just a part of it. It's a part. I'm not saying that we're going, this is the gospel. We know we use the eyeball test. That's what we do, but we take information in. And I just wanted to tell you what my criteria was, so then you go, oh, well, how's he come up with these you know, rookie spotlights and stuff like that. But I got you. I'm giving you transparency. We're in the trust tree together. So this is how I get down. Of note, though, there's only five rookies by using this hashtag basketball.com site. There's only five rookies that are impacting their team in a positive way. Right? Here's the five. Ty Halliburton of the of Sacktown. Shouts out to you. He's number one on this list. Number two on this list, and we're going to get more in depth on him a little bit later, is none other than our rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball of Charlotte. Third is what I consider the draft prospect media darling Denny Abdia of the Wiz James Wiseman is fourth and he's he's affecting his team positively and impact wins and fifth on this list is a surprise to me and we're going to talk about them a little bit later as well is Isaiah Stewart of the Detroit Pistons Detroit basketball. Shouts out to Detroit. That's how we do it. I see you, Jalen Rose. I see you. Chris Weber, I see you. Detroit Rock City. Got somebody in the top five. All right. So we're going to focus on a couple of these guys today. 
And the one that I really want to focus is is on LaMelo Ball because this is QP Sports Exchange pick for Rookie of the Year. We said it before the season started. We didn't even wait. We told you, listen, if you just coming on board right now to QP Sports Exchange, let me tell you something. There are a bunch of episodes behind this one, okay? There's a bunch of just life lessons, in-depth analysis, and real and raw sports talk. So, yo, go back to the archives, understand some of these jokes that's about to hit you, and let's move, let's keep it moving, all right? So, get yourself into the archives, but LaMelo Ball was our pick to win Rookie of the Year, and so far, so good, and it's Charlotte, did we, did me and Coach T gift this to you? And didn't we tell you it was exactly what it was going to be? So, LaMelo right now is averaging 23 minutes a game. He's shooting only 42% from the field. Okay, he's shooting 70, almost a tick under 72% from the free throw line. But he is shooting 42% from three. He's grabbing... Four and a half rebounds a game and 4.2 assists a game and also 1.8 steals a game. And here's the one thing that I'm actually really excited about is that with all the flash, with all the the swag that comes with LaMelo Ball. Melo, the swag is super impressive, bro. Keep doing your thing. My man has a 1.8 positive assist to turnover ratio. I actually thought that would be worse. So I was so surprised and I was delighted because here's the thing. With all the swag that this kid has and you knew that he was going to have to grow into this position. The point guard position coming into the NBA is the hardest position to get. I'm sorry. Centers out there, wingmen out there, point guards, real point guards, floor generals, people like that. It's the hardest position to play because you are literally moving the chess pieces around. So for this kid to come in and get acclimated and get his 11 and a half points a game and get his 4.2 assists and his 4.5 rebounds on 23 minutes and having an assist to turnover ratio positive 1.8 that's excellent because you knew that there were going to be nights where some of the passes were going to be off some of the shots were going to be off I told you Charlotte there were going to be games where he was going to have to shoot 5 of 22 And we've had a couple of those games, haven't we? Haven't we, Charlotte? We've had a couple of those games. But the kid is, it's like, whatever that happened the game before, all right, we thought, turn the page, let's go, let's get after again. Because his uh, confidence was not shaken by not scoring 
zero points in his inaugural game. You know what I'm saying? He did not he did not twitch. He did not pause. He just said, yo, the swag will win out. Skill will be in full effect soon. So LaMelo is doing it big. We're really happy for him. And like I said, in this uh this ratings deal, he's number two behind uh Tyrese Halliburton. The other guy that we want to talk about is third on this list. And I was intrigued by him before the draft. If you listen to the podcast before the draft, you know that I had a super affinity for Denny Abdia, okay, of the Wiz. I just, I looked at his length. I looked at his skill set. I was like, yeah, this dude, he translates. And let's give you his numbers so far. Now, keep in mind, right, he's on a team with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill. So he's not going to get the time with the basketball that uh, LaMelo is going to get that, um, you know, the other point guards that are rookies. He's not going to get the opportunity to touch the ball a lot because he's a forward, but he loves to move the ball. He loves action. He he can do the pick and roll, but he moves without the basketball real well. And there's an edge to this kid that I love. You know, he's not backing down from people. He's slender. He's, you know, he's tall. So, you know, he's going to grow into his body and get his grown man strength. But he's not just sitting there taking just just some stuff from people. Oh, no. he If you want to get chippy, he can do that. He can, you know, you want to play defense and get up in his grill, he can definitely reciprocate to you. So, Let's read off some of his numbers, all right? So he's averaging, he's starting, number one. He's averaging 25 minutes a game, basically. He's shooting 48% from the field. It's almost close to 49, actually. He's, his free throw shooting, that's the one thing, is that he's only shooting 60% from free throw line. I think that's going to that's gonna work itself out. This is a rookie situation. The stroke is good. There's really nothing to worry about right now, I think. I think it's just too early in the season to say it's in his head and he'll never get it. So we're not gonna we're not gonna just peel rookies off and just say, oh, that's trash. Okay, so here's the other thing. This is what brings me to the point that I know he will shoot better for free throw, is that he's hitting 47, almost 48% of his three-point shooting. So this dude is 47.7% behind the line from three land. Okay, that's dope. I don't care who you are. It's a small sample size, six games, but check this out. Amen. That's still pretty good. Okay. Um... He is averaging 4.6 rebounds. He's averaging 2.4 assists. He's averaging 1.3 steals a game. And his his assist to turnover ratio is 3.4 positive. So he's 3.5 to 1 as far as assist to turnover ratio, which is great. We love that. He's He's valuing the basketball. 
as Coach T would say, he's valuing possessions. And for any coach, having a guy on the court that's a young guy, and you don't have to worry about, you know, dribbling off his leg and throwing errant passes and stuff like that, especially when you have Bradley Bill and you have Russell Westbrook on your team and you're you're pushing for, like, that play-in tournament or get into the playoffs, you know, 7th, 8th seed, that type of thing. This guy is tremendous for you. He's tremendous for you. And you can you can trust him on the court. These are positives for this kid. And I am glad that it's working out for him. So, listen, you know, whatever you want to call him, you know, we got to come up with a nickname for this kid. You know, now, you know, somebody who works in the D.C. area, David Aldrich, we call him D.A., you know. I don't know if we can call Abdi a DA because, you know, my man Aldridge has been in the league forever. And he's one of the smoothest talking brothers on the face of the planet. And I love him because the suit game is always on swole. So, shouts out to you, David Aldridge. You are one of my mentors. This is why I do what I do. We love the association. Your passion, passion for the association has rubbed off on me. So, we can't give him the D.A. moniker because that already goes to David Aldridge. So, all right, we will, I'll put up a post uh, probably on Instagram, which is what? At QP Sports Exchange on Instagram. And we'll try to come up with a nickname for our guy in uh, in the district. Shouts out to the district. Oh, by the way, shouts out to Washington, D.C. right now. Yo, I know it's B-Ball Monday, but shout out to um, the Washington football team for getting into the playoffs with all the adversity they, they had this year. Shouts out to them. We'll talk a little bit more about that on Football Friday coming up. Um, but Denny Abdia is is having a really solid rookie year. Um, and keep in mind, like I said, there's only five players from this year's draft that are affecting their team positively, meaning that they are bringing a positive influence on, you know, whether they win or not. So, like I said, analytics is not everything. We got to do the eyeball test, you know, but some of the numbers are bearing out, you know, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton. Like I said, was number one on this list. And I just want you to go look at the numbers. Just look at the numbers. Look at his assist to turnover ratio. Okay? Like I said, point guard is the hardest position in the league to play. Coming in, it's the hardest position. If you're a center in this league, you know, and you don't have an outside shot, there listen, protect the paint, protect the rim. Rim run all day, box out, affect shots. That's it. That's what you do. Man, could you imagine your point guard in the league? It's like you have a move that you do in the first quarter that you're setting up a dude for the fourth quarter to do the opposite move. I mean, these are all things that you have to think about as a point guard. That's why people like LeBron James are amazing. 
people like uh, Luka Doncic are amazing because of the fact they do this. Okay, they control tempo. They make the right pass. They make the right cut. Denny Abdia is off to a good start and props to that brother right there. Okay, that leaves me with the last topic that we're going to talk about today. We're going to get delve into the Detroit Pistons a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about their rookie. We're going to talk about just how they handled the offseason and what I see so far in them. Um, because it's been really confusing. It's something that I wanted to talk about earlier before the season started. We did touch on it a little bit because we were going back between Denver and in Detroit, everybody remembers that pod. Please go back into the archives and dive in, because I had a I had a a nice little probably ten minute rant on Jeremy Grant going to Detroit and how he went to Detroit for the same amount of money, but he wanted like more touches, and that's why he wanted to go to Detroit. So. uh we did get into them a little bit. We're going to delve in a little bit more right now. And it's all based on Killian Hayes, the rookie point guard out of France that um, they drafted seventh overall this year. And I wanted to be, um, I wanted to be a little sensitive to this situation. Okay. Remember earlier in the podcast, I've talked about point guards and how rough it is to be a point guard in the NBA and coming into the league. All right, here's the thing. Killian Hayes was drafted. He's uh, six foot five. He's about 205 pounds, okay? So physically, he can stand up. Now, Killian's game is real similar to D'Angelo Russell's, okay? He's a pick-and-roll demon. If you put him in the right spot, he can just pick you apart and pick and roll. He's very adept at pick and roll offense and getting his off the bounce off that pick and roll. He can go to the hole himself. He can distribute to others. This was the scouting report on Killian Hayes as he came into the league. Uh, actually, who's my guy from the ringer that was on him? There's one of the guys that's from the ringer, um, the NBA podcast. They loved him. They thought that he was going to be super great. Um, and this is not a slam on him at all. It was just that they ha- they held him in really high regard. Why is he struggling? Because I'm not going to even give you the numbers because they're ugly. Okay? They're very ugly. And he's playing like 25 minutes a game. It's not like he's not getting burned or whatever. But... I think the reason why it this touched me a little bit is because we always talk about going to the right fit. So we talked we talked in nauseum about James Harden, so I'm not gonna even bring up that situation right now until news breaks. We're gonna we're gonna stay off Harden. Unless he does something crazy, he drops fifty and has like a triple double, we're gonna leave him alone real quick. So um for you who has that want 
information on the trade rumors with Harden. There really isn't anything that is of any significance as of right now. If there was, I'll be bringing it to you because this is B-Ball Monday. So back to the Pistons and Killian Hayes. Now, here's the thing. His numbers aren't great at all, but it's not like Detroit put this kid in a really great position. They didn't do him any favors. And the team's GM, Troy Weaver, um, this is what he has assembled around Killian Hayes um, this last offseason. Okay? So, first and foremost, they have two power forwards that aren't lethal from three in Jeremy Grant and Blake Griffin. Okay, so they're playing with two power forwards. Now, Jeremy Grant can switch off the threes. I understand. But he's not this defensive maven that people make him out to be. I mean, LeBron tore that dude up in the playoffs. And Anthony Davis was just like, dude, you can't stick me, bro. It's just not going to happen. Okay? So, you got that. Now, in the offseason, Troy Reaver gave $20 million a year to Jeremy Grant. Okay, it was three years, $60 million. Okay, same offer that Denver offered him as well. So keep that in mind. We talked about it in a previous pod. So you go, okay, I understand. You know, he's a wing. You know, you want some athleticism. You know, maybe he can shoot 35% from three. You see a lot of upside in him. But I guess one of the reasons why Jeremy Grant went to Detroit and not Denver was because he wanted more offensive touches and he wanted to be an integral part of the offense. So he went to Detroit to get that opportunity. So that's what I think of that. Okay, so that's the first thing. Now, the second thing. Detroit then signed his teammate, Mason Plumlee, to a three-year deal for $25 million. Now, here's the thing. Mason Plumlee is a, listen, if you're in the league, you're good. Okay, but here's my point. You sign... Mason Plumley and Jeremy Grant. Now, in between their money, because Mason Plumley got three years, $25 million. In between their money, Christian Wood is now in the Rockets organization. This is a dude that Detroit had last year. And I sit there and I tell you that I don't look at Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley the same as I do with Christian Wood. So, Troy Reaver made the, made the decision that a combination of Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumlee is better than Christian Wood. Okay, so they did that. Now, 
here's the thing. You think to yourself, okay, great. Got a lot of size. Um, now, here's the other thing they did to Killian Hayes. You got Mason Plumley. You got bigs that can, you know, guard the paint and Jeremy Grant and Blake Griffin, right? Then they signed Jaleel Okafor to a contract as well. So, here's my question, Detroit basketball, Rock City, home of the Bad Boys, home of Isaiah Thomas, home of Dennis Rodman and Bill Lambeer, home to Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace and Chun 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 Chauncey Billups, love Chauncey, that's my dude, can't wait for that dude to get a shot in the association, either in a GM role or a coach role, Chauncey Billups is one of my dudes that I'm watching as far as getting a job in the association, okay, so here's my question, where is the spacing and the commitment to the pick and roll for Killian Hayes for him to be successful. So you draft a guard that is very adept at pick and roll. Very adept. Tell me on that team, is Jeremy Grant going to set a a solid pick? Is Blake Griffin going to set a solid pick? Mason Plumlee will definitely set a solid pick. You tell me somebody else who would set a solid pick on that team. Now, here's the other thing. Like I said, Blake Griffin and Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley and all the pieces that are around Killian Hayes, none of them strike fear into you when it comes to outside shooting. So you draft a kid seventh. You... Put a team around him where there's not a lot of space. There's not a lot of pick and roll action for him to get loose and get real creative and show what's in his bag. So, of course, it's going to be difficult for him. Of course, it's going to be maddening for him that he can't do some of the things that he's really good at. So, not only is he learning the NBA game on the fly because of the lack of training camp and everything like that, but him as a piece doesn't even fit what Detroit has. So, then my question to to everybody in Detroit who is a Pistons fan, what is going on? I don't understand the mission. I don't understand the direction. Unless you're telling me the direction is this. Yo, we straight up tanking. We trying to get into that top one, two of next year's draft because the draft is going to be super sick. All these kids are coming out. Cade Cunningham and all of this. All these kids coming out, right? The kids from the G League. 
that we are going to uh, spotlight on later episodes because we're trying to get some situations squared away with that. You know, so if Piston fans, if you want to tell me that you're tanking and you're just trying to reshuffle the deck for next year, okay, I will I will take that. Because sometimes you just got to get really bad to get really good. I understand it. I get the mission. But that's not what Troy Reaver is telling us. He's not telling us that. He hasn't told us really anything. But I will tell you that right now, the pick of Killian Hayes looks not great. Not because he's not doing good. Not because he's super ineffective. I just think the pieces around him and what they do is not suited to his skill set. So we always talked about on this podcast is prospect and fit. Prospect and fit. In a league where pick and roll basketball is like 60% of it, maybe even higher, probably more like 60, it's probably like 66% pick and roll basketball. How do you not have the pieces to go around a kid that is already, he's shown in in Europe League that he's very good at it and you're taking one of his strengths away from him? These are questions that I got to ask Piston fans. You know I got love for you. You know I got love for that area. Shouts out to the Morgan clan. Chris, who's now married, and we'll just call her Chris L. And Charlie Morgan, Detroit, till they die. Keeping it real, real on 8 Mile. So, those are the questions that I have about this whole deal. And here's the thing, Detroit, if you're tanking, more power to you. Because you know what? You are... You are deficient when it comes to talent. You need to get more talent around uh, Killian Hayes. You got to see what you have with some of the other young, young cats that you got. You need to get a trade for D Rose so you can get assets to help you um, fit the timeline of rebuilding this team and bring it back to the former glory of the bad boys and also of that very, very good Pistons team. That took out my Lakers with Ben Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, Chauncey Billups, and Rasheed Wallace. Okay? So, Detroit, tell your GM to get his stuff together. Because, let me tell you something right now. guys so that's gonna do it for qp sports exchange today first and foremost i want to um just tell you again uh qp nation we are so excited for being the 16th ranked best uh recruiting podcast of 2020 this is because of you this is because of your passion listen rate and review on apple spotify on anything that you can get your hands on rate and review please to the people 
who have not downloaded the pod and subscribed. Listen, tell your friends, tell your family members, get on this because of the fact that we do it for the people. We proceed to give you what you need here on B-Ball Mondays. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Listen, be good to one another, okay? We in a new year. I know people do the New Year's resolutions and all that, but here's the thing. It's a new year. Turn the page. If you have somebody that you close to and y'all got into an argument or whatever the case may be, yo, get that olive branch out and reach out, all right? It's a new year. Let's get things back on track. Be good to your neighbors. Be good to your community. And if you got it, if you got the means, you know, help out somebody who's struggling as well. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. Another QP Sports Exchange banger is in the books. Your boy Vince is going to sign off. Let me give you that Twitter and Instagram again. At Twitter, at QP Sports. On Instagram, at QP Sports Exchange. All right, so that's going to do it. You guys be good. I'll see you for Football Friday, and that will come up, and we're looking forward to that. So QP Nation, it's your boy Vince, and I'm out.